Hey, y'all. Welcome back to episode 19 of Manly Musings Podcast. Tonight, we are actually um, with another podcast, with first real collab um, with another podcast. Tonight, we've got two quacks and a panda, uh, two of my friends from West Virginia, uh, Chris Alico and Mike Underwood. So, guys, take it away. Say hi to everybody. Yeah. Hey guys, I'm coach from two quacks and a panda. Panda is not here like always, but we do have the dollar store version of Bradley Cooper and Merritt. So that's okay. And uh, let uh, Mike go ahead and introduce himself. Yeah. What's going on? I'm Mike Underwood. Um, you know, as, uh, as was already mentioned, we're college buddies. Um, so looking forward to a good time tonight. Um, and uh, we can go ahead and get this thing going. Yeah. So all four of us went to West Virginia Um all four of us have a lot of different stupid stories that we have done in college, probably after college, knowing coach, he is uh, probably the worst out of all of us with stories. Uh, yep. 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 We can all agree on that. Kevin doesn't really know these guys, Kevin. Um, I think you may know Chris a little bit because Chris was in our sports management group for a little bit before he decided to leave us and go to the world of business um so he he went to the major that had no title added to it (laughs) (laughs) it's all good hey now business management sports management robbie we work for the same company now that's very true it's all the same crap literally i i I say it all the time like sport management is a business degree that just says sports in front of it no hey, offense to anybody. It is what it is. It is what it is. To be fair, at the time in college, I was not going to class. wasn't I uh, was drinking a little too much, having too much fun. And Doc Livingston was kind of like uh, Samuel L. Jackson and Coach Carter, and I just I couldn't handle it. I had to quit the team. <laughs> Dude, Livingston, woo, he was a hard ass. But oh I man, I forgot Livingston. I he forgot about awesome. him because I remember. It, were you guys ever involved with like Sports Connect? No, Merritt, do you remember that? That was uh, my senior year's type of thing. But I remember because we uh Livingston left for another school and then he came back. Yeah, no, weekend I, I, to I go put there. on. Yeah, I, yeah, I remember that. He uh he left after my first year there because yeah. he and Doc just hated each other. Livingston didn't think Doc was a good teacher. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know. To each their own. He knew he knew better. Yeah. So yeah, he it is he what left. it is. He, he I think he um teaches at an all black uh college now. I think good for him. Yeah, Shout out to Doc, the Dr. Livingston. Is that the panda? Yes. Oh geez. Oh, the big panda. That's a big old panda. I told him he was fat the other day, and he told me that Alexa told him the average male panda is 240 pounds. So he's actually very anorexic. And are you the average weight of a panda? I'm over the average weight of a panda. I am a sumo panda. Ooh. <laughs> He's always okay. been an overachiever. <laughs> That's the best way to put it. Um, all right, so we'll jump into the weekly sports update here. So we only got two things t- tonight because it's been a pretty slow sports week with the Super Bowl and all of that. Um, the biggest thing is Sean White is officially done with the Olympics, done snowboarding professionally. Um, I literally laid in bed and watched – the last his last run and almost cried watching how it ended that was super sad um not meddling not even finishing his run so oh that's terrible (laughs) i i I just read it now 
on our little like recap. I didn't know that he just finished fourth and like couldn't even finish the run. That that sucks. Yeah, for like everything that that dude's done, you know, like like snowboarding is what Sean White like is as a human. Yeah, he he made that sport like <laughs> prevalent and huge. I just remember turning on the Olympics this year and going, no, no snowboarding, no snowboarding, don't care, don't care. Oh, okay, Sean White's on, cool. That, now I'm never going to watch the Winter Olympics. Like, who who cares? It's, Winter X Games, nobody's going to give a damn about that stuff. I haven't given a damn about Winter X Games in a long time. <laughs> yeah. He he has he left the X Games behind like <laughs> eight years ago. He's like, I'm done. He's, he's accomplished everything, so good for him. Um, I want to get y'all's thoughts on this because this is starting to get – oh, Chris, now there's the injury behind me that you were talking about. Crap. He's dead. He's <sighs> dead. Let's see. Hold on. <coughs> oh, yeah, he just tweaked his ankle. He'll be fine. He yep. sprained his ankle. Who was that? Uh, Marcus Smart. Oh, geez. Yeah. Uh, apparently, my, my whole parlay is headed in the right direction except for Smart because he's out for the rest of the game. Gotta love sports betting. That's why I don't do it. Um, so Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. It literally feels like they're going from this to a huge divorce in the next like week. So thoughts. What what is everyone thinking about this one? He's uh I mean, he's still under contract, obviously. Yeah, he's got two um, years left, I think. I definitely think with the immaturity, it seems like he's shown. Um, I, I think the Cardinals are going to be open to trading him. Whether they do or not depends on if the price is right. But, uh, I mean, if Hopkins stays healthy, like any quarterback could play in that offense. Yeah. I mean, it's not necessarily like a bottom-tier quarterback, but if they get the top 15 and up. So, I think if the, tra- if the price is right, they're going to they're gonna pull the trigger and uh, let him go now. I think the part that confuses me about the whole situation is – you know, they didn't have a fantastic year, but they didn't have a terrible year either. Um, they were inconsistent at best. You know, um, Kyler had a great beginning of the year. Then he had probably four or five games that were, in my opinion, terrible. Um, and then he came back and, you know, kind of balled out the last few games of the year. But, you know, there really isn't a team there. You know, with it's kind of Kyler Murray and J.J. Watt and with a couple of other, you know, players thrown in there. And it's just been interesting to me that how like all of this has been kept, you know, under the rug until now where everything, you know, is starting to come out with, you know, where that, you know, schism is between Kyler and the organization. Kevin. So it looks as if, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm I'm assuming it has to do with, I guess he's looking for a a, a new deal. $50 million a year. He is not a $50 million yeah. quarterback. Yeah, I think he, they have until May 2nd to pick up his fifth-year option. Yeah, I mean, he's gonna. He, he's definitely not going to be getting the Josh Allen money, who got the $258 million. Um, He hasn't really won much. I mean, this year was probably, what, his best season out of all the years that he's played so far. Is, so, was this year three for him or year two? This <laughs> is year number four. Really? I thought, yes. yeah. Yeah, it's year four. Year four, because next year would be his fifth year. I feel that's... like I just lose track of time with all these players. I'm like, oh, they've been here for a year. No, they've been here for eight. I'm like, oh. Yeah, so I oh, guess shit. I guess before, I guess he's trying to just be safe than sorry and just get his money now, but obviously they have another year of his rookie deal yet left, so I'm assuming Arizona wants to just use that to see if he really can be that next star feature quarterback but 
yeah, if, I guess it's looking like it's not going well and their negotiations aren't going well. So they could trade him. It's going to be a lofty price. So I'm assuming you're at least talking, what, two first-round picks minimum for Kyler? Maybe you're that other team's starting quarterback and more? Yeah, you're looking at a haul for him, but – from every report, it's basically all the vets are kind of staying out and being like, yeah, we're not going to say anything, which is good on their part. It's smart. But from everything that's come out, he, he sounds like he's an immature, bratty little kid. And I don't know him at all. He, It could be portrayed one way and he's acting another way. We don't know. But from everything that's come out so far, it sounds like he points fingers at everyone else, doesn't take the blame for any issues. Like he has star power. He is a phenomenal quarterback. We all can agree to that, but step up, be a man, lead your team, and don't bitch. That's the biggest thing. Yeah. My big thing with him is they're like, what, eight, eight and four before he came back. I think they won five out of six games while he was out. Um, uh, and the team proved they can play without him. He comes back. DeAndre Hopkins goes out. And one of his first games back was a loss to the Lions, which you, like, give him the credit. Okay, cool. They're playing the Lions. It's their first game back. Trap game. Like, he hasn't played in six weeks. Um, and then they continue to, like, go up and down throughout the rest of the season. Other than that one win against the Cowboys, which I'm an Eagles fan, so I'm, I'm as biased as they come against the Cowboys. But the Cowboys <laughs> are absolute – garbage in the worst league in all of football they are the king of the pile of garbage so beating dallas in dallas is not that big of a deal it's when you can't beat them in dallas is a big deal but i i just don't see that he's i I mean i don't at the moment he's still very young obviously but it's just he hasn't proven to me that he can win in adversity now and then all this stuff with the wanting more money and the childish games that are coming up on top of that I, I definitely think what Kevin said is true. They're going to want a lot for him. But, I mean, I could also see them potentially settling for less if it puts them in a good spot for what they're looking for because uh, I can't remember who, who their backup is, right? Who was their backup that covered for him for five games? God, I don't even know. I, I could care less about Arizona football. So <laughs> Either like, way, their backup played well enough to win five games without him, and it wasn't against terrible teams either. I, I want to say that, like – Kyler Murray is the quiet Johnny football right now. And the only reason I'm going to say that is because he won the Heisman first team, all American um, drafted number one overall was kind of quiet his rookie year. And like, then all of a sudden, like the world is ending, like the true, the true person's coming out, the true persona, ego, all that. Um, Like I understand, you know, yeah, the dudes made two pro bowls, 2020 and 2021, um and was the offensive rookie of the year in 2019 so the dude's got talent but you know as could be seen you know with god knows how many players just because he doesn't don't or just because you have talent doesn't mean that you know that you can lead a team and that you're the end-all be-all either yeah i agree and it looks like colt mccoy was the backup so oh my god it was really colt mccoy that was the backup this year how did i even miss that my god yeah, the dude. Has- they won eleven games this year, and either four or five of them were wins from Colt McCoy starting. Yeah, so yeah, at- so so even think about it from the Arizona perspective. So what they went eight and four this year. They went. Technic- 
What did they, they finish went with? Eleven they and finished. six this year. Yeah, eleven and eleven yeah, and six. six. Well, so they're seventeen now. So then, technically, eleven and six minus the five. So that's like six wins that Kyler Murray essentially did. Yeah, they his, went five. Went five hundred with five hundred with Murray starting quarterback. Yeah. yeah. So if if you can throw in, you know, keep Colt McCoy or keep a decent veteran as your quarterback for right now and get a young guy or even find or another. even like a, a placeholder quarterback. Yeah. Like get how me. like some other teams do get like a Marcus Mariota, get, get something like that. Him in that right. kind of offense probably balls out just like Kyler does. Cause, but he's just a bigger version of him, And I would have to say a little smarter <laughs> at yeah, this yeah. point I in just, his career. I just don't know how it works out with him because Kyler Murray obviously has more of an arm than some of these guys. But, I mean, Michael Vick, um, you got Lamar Jackson right now struggling in Baltimore. Um, Pretty much Vince Young. Like, any guy that came in that was running with their legs, a couple good years, and then they're gone. Yeah. Yeah. And his arm is better than a lot of theirs. But Yeah. Yeah. The (laughs) biggest example is always going to be Robert Griffin. That boy – First year was unbelievable. Everyone loved him. Still love the guy. He's a fan, fantastic human being. But year two, wait, t- gets a shot to his knee, gets another shot to his back. Like by the year four, he was crippled. Right. So and yeah, and and, and I think it's that the that's probably the one thing that is saving Kyler is that he does have such a strong arm, even though he's a little bit smaller of a quarterback. That is probably the only thing that will save him a couple more years because, you know, the trajectory of those type of quarterbacks, as you guys just said, it's not a good track record. Like we're like, even look at somebody like Pat Mahomes right now, NFL defenses are finally starting to figure it out. So luckily Mahomes has that rocket arm, but you know, guys like Lamar, they're, they're having struggled to win, get success. Kyler the same way. So time remains to be seen. And you know what they say, father time waits for no one. So Guy should I just, stick uh, with baseball. Should have stuck with baseball. He'd be making was, fifty million dollars a year easy. I was gonna say the exact same thing. I mean, the dude's got talent in both sports. You know, he should have just gone and played baseball instead of you know complaining now. Yeah, just just leave and go play baseball. Then we'll all forget about you because we all forget about baseball. <laughs> <laughs> just like we forgot about Colt McCoy. Who? <laughs> <laughs> you mean the best Texas quarterback ever? Hey, that's it. <laughs> All right, so um, next step here is, like I mentioned you guys in pre-talk, basically Kevin and I talked about our whatever the stupid item we have on. So, Kevin, you can start. Don't be, oh, well, hold on, hold on for a second. Don't be calling our damn item stupid. I take a put in a lot of work to try to make sure I get a fun friggin' theme jersey, and you're just going to go ahead and bash our damn items. That is fucked up. Yeah, go ahead. Blur me out right there. But, I'm not blurring anything out. I don't, go ahead. I don't edit Barrett, anything. you go first because I'm tired of going first. Boom. Okay. Okay, cool. I'm wearing a Super Bowl hat from when the Patriots won in Arizona. Um, All fun times when fun I lived times. out there. So I thought it would be you know perfect time to wear a, uh, a Super Bowl hat when we're talking about probably one of the most entertaining Super Bowls in the past couple of years. So yeah, yeah, I like um, it. I like it. And I, all four of us know exactly who you're wearing because yes, we all I went to the, school with him. I thought it was appropriate. I had to dig through the the bowels to find it. 
But yeah, um, Rams won the Super Bowl, so I figured I'd wear a Rams jersey. And what better Rams to talk about with this group of guys here than one of the greatest, probably WVU players in our time, Mr. Tavon Austin, Mr. YouTube Sensation. He's a guy still putting it on for the Jacksonville Jaguars, which I think is hilarious. I don't know if you guys ever saw the video on Twitter where the running back, I think uh, Naeem Hines from from, the uh, the Colts was like bugging out like, oh, my God, that's Tavon Austin. That's definitely gotta be Tavon Austin. And oh, yeah. he he came up to him and then Tavon was like, make sure you keep your arms tight. And then he flexed at him. And he's like, yo, I can't believe I just met Tavon Austin. But yeah, Tavon's a strong him. dude. Oh yeah. I would I would have more respect, even though I love Tavon. If you had a Stedman, if someone had a Stedman jersey, that would be I mean, awesome. I, I mean, the key is finding one, is the question. That's true. Yes. This was this was an eBay hunt. During COVID, I, I was able to like get it down. He had it at 50. Then I brought it down to four. I went down to 45. It's like, no. Then like I waited like two weeks later. He brought down the price to 45. So I brought it down to 40. Then he brought said no. But then he ended up bringing back that, the price down to $40 anyway. So I was like, yo, can I get it for 35? And then I got it for 37 because of like shipping. So I was like, I mean, that's a, that's a win. Jesus. That's a steal. Holy crap. That's like a hundred ten dollar jersey, and you're getting it for 35 bucks. All right. Yo, wheeling and dealing on the eBay. It was my favorite thing to do during COVID. Remember that. That's true. I just remember <laughs> every every time we'd watch a football game at Pierpont when Chris and I lived there, it, Chris would be going through all of his Eagles jerseys. And I'm like, why are they all stitched? Did you really pay all this money? He goes, No, I got them off this sketchy ass no shout out to dh gate dh gate was that the one I, yeah that's that's the one i have two jerseys from there too i do my, too my cousins um my cousin shout out to my guy noel we might have to have him on our podcast because he's a big sports guy too but he every single one of his jerseys are dh gate some of them fooled me even as well that they were like the real thing like damn that was really good but the one thing is like the thing about them is that you have to wait like literally like three three years for that damn jersey to come in. You'll come, you'll come, you'll be like, oh man, I totally forgot I even ordered this. And, Dude, it, have, and it finally comes. I have a Garrett Blunt one from there that has like the Super Bowl patch. And it's super, super dope. It's all stitched, everything. Like this looks like a real jersey. Like you could pass it off, but it took forever to come in. Now. Now, does does your jersey, like the Legarrette Blunt jersey, the size you have, does it fit like a little bit tighter than mm-hmm. like your normal NFL ones? Yeah, yep, it fits. Yeah, because I, I learned uh, that from my cousin. He's like, yeah, whatever size you are, just gotta go up a size because they fit it to like skinny people over in yeah. Asia. So like, you just gotta go up and get the bigger size. Yeah, which makes no sense because they say this size equates to a 4XL. I'm like, what the fuck skinny person wears a 4XL? <laughs> a, a 4XL in China could be my size. Let's be That's honest. Like, I would be a 42XL. <laughs> <laughs> That's they'd okay. see me and they'd be like King Kong. <laughs> no, they would Chris, just be like, Chris, while we're on the subject of uh, DH Gate jerseys, what's like your favorite one that you've ordered? Uh, my favorite jersey off DHG has probably got to be my Zach Ertz jersey I got recently. It was very nice that I got very pissed off at the Eagles that they did what I knew they were going to do. What was best for Ertz, probably best for the team money-wise. 
So it was nice to be able to go and buy his jersey from the Cardinals for $20. So that when go. people talk shit like, oh, you're buying a Cardinals jersey as an Eagles fan, like, but I didn't pay full price. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's a great that, that's a great justification. That's Actually, high school, I uh, my senior year of high school, I worked at a wing joint. And there was a guy that came in there and drank every day. And he sold jerseys that fell off the back of a truck. <laughs> for the longest time like 17 18 years old i had no idea what that meant so i was just going around telling people like hey if you give me 40 dollars, i can get a jersey from this guy who's really selling them for 20 and pocketing the other 20 when i get into college and i realized that it fell off the back of the truck means he stole them and i hadn't seen him for a while i was like probably got arrested oh my god <laughs> oh my god that's actually amazing that's beautiful that wow is, yeah. well, i'm pretty sure i um so I played flag football up until I moved to New York. And for a little while, there was guys literally every weekend or every time we played would come in with bags full of cleats for anyone. I bought a pair, bought a pair of like Nike, nice Nike cleats for that were $130 for 25. And they're like, well, you know, we just go to, you know, uh, Marshall's and, Burlington Coke, just get them from there for dirt cheap. And then we just kind of sell them and make like $5 profit. I'm going, you guys have to go to a shitload of stores to get a car full of these things. Like, and someone goes, they get them because they fall off the back of the truck. And going, I know what you're talking about. I'm not dumb, but what the hell? <laughs> like, right. It's crazy. Oh my God. That's so nuts. Yeah, I only uh the only the only counterfeit stuff I guess would be the best way of putting it that I ever got were WVU jerseys in college. Ooh. My uh, my buddy had the hookup um, with some random person over in China that would like just put out these orders. Like my buddy was getting in probably 10, 20 jerseys a week from this dude um, that he would just go and sell, and he'd sell them for like thirty bucks a piece. But they were probably made for like six because like a couple of them would come with the flying WV upside down in the front oh, or like the God. number would be off a little bit like tilted. But I mean, hell, like it's, it's 30 bucks, but he was doing it for the longest time. And then uh, and then the IRS caught on to him that all of a sudden he had all of this, you know, income that, you know, he didn't claim. Oh, and then, uh, yikes. Yeah, and then it, uh, it got dirty kind of quick. That's when you yeah. just keep that as cash. And you do not touch your bank account. Right. Let's just hope no one from the IRS actually listens to this because fuck. Right. <laughs> We'd be screwed. <laughs> We're all screwed. Let's be real. But, yeah, but like true. it's it's uh yeah, it, I remember like seeing everybody come out with like when when Gino was on the team and he had the G Smith on it because yep. of the fact like we had another somebody that had a Smith last name on there on offense. Yep. But like some of them were looked really good, and then you see some of them they're like, oh man, that looks like shit. Yeah, oh my like God. So that will just be destroyed. One wash in the washer, it's over. I always love a new place, new place to get them from right now. AliExpress. Ollie? AliExpress. Is that like a website or is that like an actual store? There's there's an app. There is an app. An app online. It's the same, it's the same thing as like a DH gate type thing. You order from China and it takes three to four weeks for them to come in, but the jersey prices run like 20 to 30 bucks. And Ooh. same thing as DH gate. Like the I'm pretty sure they're the same jerseys made in the same factories that Nike or whoever else makes them. It's just like you get your jersey and you can see that little piece of the player's name plate missing. Oh. so like Nike or whoever like tosses it to the side, and then AliExpress is like, we'll buy them in bulk and sell them. 
Oh my gosh. I'm gonna go look that holy shit. This actually looks legit. <laughs> Are you I on the app right there. now? i I just looked it up on it's is it A L I? Yep. Yeah. Oh A L I Express? Yeah, AliExpress shopping app. Oh my Lanta, this is gonna get dangerous. It's got like five stars for uh, 240k reviews. I, everything I bought off there comes in. Sometimes because it's come from overseas, it takes a little longer than you'd like it to. But then the longest anything's ever took for me was like I don't know three or four weeks. And they sell other stuff too. It's not just jerseys. Like I yeah, mean, they sell dude, everything. Like look at this. Like there's hoses. There's clothes. There's this is just on the website. Like yep. <laughs> this is damn. I just see like oh my god. I always want to get a new like fake jersey, but I'm always like, I'm gonna order it. It's gonna take forever, but I may never get it. <laughs> they might get my money, but they may never actually send me okay. anything. They got a Tom Brady Patriots jersey, Von Miller Rams jersey, Brady Bucks jersey, Rogers jersey, Mahomes jersey, and Odell Beckham Jr. Ram jersey is going for eighteen dollars and seventy cents right now. Oh my goodness! I might buy a Joe Burrow jersey while we're on that show. Like I love the guy. I might buy a Joe Burrow <laughs> jersey for eighteen dollars. I'd get the white jersey a hundred percent. They got the white, the black, and the orange for yeah, eighteen seventy. Like that's for, shipping's twelve fifteen, so total it's thirty dollars. Oh my that's god! Oh god, this is getting get Kevin estimated delivery March thirtieth. So that's the month <laughs> March thirtieth. Like Dude, that, I, but they, like they come in though, like you never have it, it will come in. It takes a little while, but it comes in. Yeah, and it's not like who cares right now. Like, you're not gonna wear it for another five months. So um, Chris, that was a perfect segue into the next topic here. Um Super Bowl. Super we'll Bowl. dive in, we will dive into different parts of it and dissect it and talk about some of the non-calls, calls and probably the greatest halftime show we've all ever seen. Um, but what are your overall thoughts, you know, on that game itself? I'd say for me, that game was exactly what I thought it was going to be. Um, I, I thought it was going to be a close game. I thought both defenses would come out and play well. Um, I thought Burroughs inexperience was going to shine a little bit. Um, and, and it did, but not terribly. Um, but overall, I thought it was it was a heck of a game. It was competitive. Um, and as you said, you know, that halftime show was, you know, definitely top 10 of our lifetime, um, you know, so far. Um, but I enjoyed it. Um, you know, a lot of Super Bowls of, you know, of the recent past have been kind of like, eh, all right, you know, whatever. Um, but I think it was it was a true marquee matchup with two teams, you know, each with their own narrative coming into the game. And I think that's part of why I enjoyed it as much. Um, you know, as I did. Someone else? I don't, me personally, super exciting game. Very close. Uh, I mean, all the way down to the wire. My, my only issue with it, and I, I can't say that the game is rigged for the winner, but that last drive still bothers me that it's very clear that the NFL will find ways to make that game actually come down to the last drive. And by that, I mean not the Bengals run the clock out on the last drive. I mean, like, we completely blow missing a false start call and then call a very, very questionable hold call. They didn't call all game to get them an extra chance to get into the end zone to take the lead so that the Bengals had to either win or lose on the last drive. 
And that's what bothers me. Like a very exciting game, but it just ruins the integrity of the game to me when I feel like we're making those calls at the end to make it an exciting last drive game. And that's just, it drives me nuts. Like I still think the Rams very much so could have won that. But if you watch the replay, I mean, I think everybody in the world yelled false start when the whole O-line moved before the ball snapped. Oh, yeah. And then they they showed the clip of Donald lined up offsides yeah. completely, 100% yeah. offsides, no call. Okay, that's fine. We'll let that go. We'll let, we'll let a couple definite penalties go. But the one you're talking about, Chris, on uh, the linebacker, that wasn't a hold. He didn't pull. I think there were worse yeah. things that were happening in the game as opposed to that one. The So, no doubt. Yeah, very yeah, questionable I mean, timing on when to call that because they, I, I'm pretty sure we all saw replays throughout the entire game. We're like, huh, that, was, well, that wasn't called. And yeah. they were way worse than that one. I mean, there was the there was the Ramsey call they missed, which I get that, but like the they didn't, they let them that. play. Yeah, yeah, they they let them play the whole game is what bothers me. And I mean, I think overall, like I'm very happy that Cup got the MVP because if Stafford yeah, did, I would say the MVP's rigged. You can't can't throw two interceptions in a game and have your best receiver play the way he did, and you get the quarterback gets it. Um, I think it's scary for the rest of the NFL, especially the um, AFC North what the Bengals look like if they address their offensive line this year. Because if they address their offensive line in the offseason and get some key players in there, that team is going to – they're going to sweep the AFC North. Oh, no, no problem. Yeah, There's no team oh, in the AFC yeah. North that could stop they, that team. I would yeah. say they probably have that division on lock probably for the next three, four years. No the other three teams, including my Steelers, are not look good – are going to be in a transitioning period, but the – the Bengals are literally have to just retool and just think about one or two new guys on the line and they protect Joe Burrow. So he doesn't have to get killed for like seven plus sacks a game. Like that will make a huge difference. The The tough thing that the Bengals are going to have for the future is keeping their wide receiving core. Cause right now their wide oh, yeah. receiving core is astonishingly good. It's going to be expensive. Uh, right. Exactly. And, and I just don't, you know, something's got to give there. I, I don't see them being able to, you know, keep all three of those uh, wide receivers. Um, also the two running backs. I mean, you know, P Ryan and uh, Joe Mixon, you know, neither one of them are slouches either. Um, so, you know, you have a stalwart offense with the exception of the offensive line, which honestly, I don't think their offensive line is as bad as they played, um, you know, the other day. I think, you know, obviously things happen, um, but it is a uh, it definitely is a point of concern going into uh, next season for them. Yeah, let's put it this way. They, you went up against one of the best defensive lines ever. You know, you throw Donald in any defensive line, it's going to be one of the best ever. And the Rams finally figured out how to get to Burrow, and it was basically five sacks in a row. Okay. So you got to retool that the offensive line needs to get retooled hundred yeah, percent yeah. from top to bottom. They played a fantastic first half for sure. Like on the O-line the second half is where they absolutely fell apart and the money's got to go into the O-line. Good thing for them with the running back situation and running backs are a dime a dozen. As long as you keep like a two headed, three headed monster in that backfield, if Mixon decides to go to <clears> Dallas where they're going to 
pay him Ezekiel Elliott money and then have him burnt out by the time he gets there. And that's fine. Dallas can do what Dallas does. <laughs> Steal, take running backs and pay them way too much money. Cause after about your fourth year, running backs, not worth more than 10 million a year. I don't care how good they are. They're, they're dead after about four years, the receiver situation. I think they'll lose one out of the three, but I think they do in Jamar chase with Burrow, as long as Burrow stays there, I think chase and Burrow will make sure that they take a little less money to keep each other there. Did you so hear I think this? Jamar Chase wants to play the rest of his career with Burrow throwing them the ball. Did you hear the story about <coughs> those two? So Burrow gets drafted, moves to Cincinnati, buys a house in whatever neighborhood. Jamar Chase gets drafted by Cincinnati, moves to Cincinnati, stays in a hotel, what, whatever they have to do as rookies, right? He went to Burrow's neighborhood and walked up and down the whole neighborhood asking if somebody would sell him their house so that he could live a stone's throw from his quarterback and from the sounds of it, his best friend. So like that to me is goes off of what Chris says. These two don't want to get split up. You know, they want to play together. And I hope to God that they keep their receiving core the best they can. I think you lose Boyd a hundred percent. Boyd is probably the, at this moment, Boyd is expendable. Um, P. Ryan is probably expendable in your backfield. Let's be honest, you didn't even try to go for the fourth and one ball at all. Um, I still am baffled by why Joe Mixon, who is a better receiving back, is not in on that final play. Mm-hmm. No doubt. Mm-hmm. That, that's a huge question mark. Of, he's arguably one of your best players, I would say, behind Jamar Chase. Like, yeah. why is he not playing at that time? He's already got almost 100 yards rushing against the Rams defense. Come on. So, well, one uh, thing with the Bengals, I think it's really well is I had no idea they were called Second Chance University. They went through like all the players on their defense that they, they gave second chances to, and they all pretty much like proved them right to have them on the team. So if their scouting department, whoever works for them, continue to do something like that when it comes to if they have to make a choice on trying to find new players, I hope they do as great of a job they did as they did for their defense. So the Bengals are on the up and up. So shout out to them out here. Yeah, Kevin, I, I feel you on that with the Steelers. It, it, uh, it makes me sad that they're going to be rebuilding for the next few years and that North is going to be ran by Cincy. It is, it is going to be rough. But at least, you know, since he is, you know, you got Joe Shiesty out here killing it. And, you know, he's fun to watch with Jamar Chase. And I can only hope that they recover. But, you know, we'll give our Steelers some flowers later on at some point. That's it. I think uh, I like I like I honestly think that Burrow and Chase are like the exact equivalent of Rodgers and Devontae Adams. Mm. Like they are, they're a dynamic duo that if you get one, you get the other. But one is a better human being, right? Yes. Okay. Just one, just one to clarify on that one. Just a little bit. I think, um, I think we consistently see the Bengals coming back into that AFC championship game, Super Bowl. I think the Rams had their like fairy tale year, kind of like a Philadelphia. I don't think we're going to be seeing them in well they'll be in the playoffs i don't think they'll be super bowl contenders i I really don't think stafford's as good as people say he is i think he's had a great career i think he came into a good team and uh mistakes almost killed them all year 
Yeah. Um, somehow they overcame them, but you don't overcome that year after year. I mean, I just, I think you see the average Joes in uh, Cincinnati coming back year after year though. And uh, Robbie will like this one. I, I, there was a point during the game where you saw Burrow doing that, sitting down with like his head down on the bench, kind of like a Brady moment. And I've been saying it for weeks now that I said, I think Burrow has that Brady attitude that most people don't have that he hates losing more than he enjoys winning. Yeah. I, I think I, I can agree to that one. He, when you saw him go to the sideline after that first drive that the Bengals had, and they didn't do anything, he just sat down, looked up and went, okay. And then zone, you could see him just zone out the whole time. And that is huge because you know, he's thinking about what can I do to fix this next time I'm out there? I think he's progressing to be one of the top quarterbacks. He'll be, I think he will surpass Mahomes and Allen who right now we all probably say are the top two quarterbacks in the AFC at this point in time, you know, career wise, whatever. I think he passes them in the next year, maybe two years. He catches that. Like Kevin's saying, people figured out Mahomes. I'm sorry. The Cincinnati Bengals who aren't that good at defense and they figured out defense this year. Stop Patrick Mahomes. Allen, he's a little bit more of a problem because he's a Ben Roethlisberger size, but more athletic. It's going to take a little bit longer to figure him out and how to stop him, but Burrow is sneaky. He is sneaky good at what he does. So it'll be it'll be fun. I'm excited to see them back in the AFC Championship game over and over. Um, definitely jumping on that bandwagon for sure. I love it. And I definitely agree uh, with what you were just saying, though, about him surpassing the two of them, because you and Kevin have both said, like, people are figuring out Mahomes. And I love my guy, Big Red, like Andy Reid, best coach I've ever watched in Philadelphia history. I know Doug Peterson brought us the Super Bowl, but I grew up watching Andy. I hated that he left. He finally got a Super Bowl. He's quickly becoming the Kansas Reed version of the Philadelphia Andy Reed of we're going to make it this far in the playoffs every single year. And he got lucky and got his one big win, but is he going to get another one? I thought he was going to get four in the next six years. And now I'm like, obviously that's not going to happen. Um, Buffalo, Josh Allen's fantastic. I, I can't tell you exactly what positions they need to fill, but clearly there's some need. And that team, because uh, well, we could talk about overtime rules and all that stuff, but a Kansas City team that's been struggling on offense most of the season other than maybe like, what, five or six games total and yeah. then one game in the playoffs against the Steelers. And, uh, I mean, you, you couldn't stop them on one offensive drive to not let that game go to overtime. Um, I just – I don't know. And that doesn't say that they're bad, but Kansas City's defense is not – great either so scoring that many points against them doesn't say anything to me scoring that many points against the Patriots in the playoffs with Bill Belichick as the coach and the defense they had to me said more than scoring that much on Kansas City let's not talk about that game please please I don't want to talk about that one we can talk about uh Super Bowl 52 and what is Super Bowl was it 40 44 that the Giants 42 44 (sighs) both of them the NFC East owns New England. That's all that matters. But <laughs> I just. Yeah, but New England I, and the I, Steelers also have six Super Bowls. How many does Philly have? Oh, boo-hoo, old timers. Your parents aren't even old enough to see all the wins the Steelers have had, Mike. 
Hey, we've had two. <laughs> we've, had, we've had two. We've had two Super Bowl wins in our lifetime. <laughs> hey, Kevin, cool. I have six. All right. Well, you know, you have six. You're one of the very few. Myself, myself, and Mike I just have at least two in our lifetime. But it, our teams just, have been history. It's just really good that I'm not around Cowboys fans for you guys because normally when I'm around Cowboys fans, I carry a VCR in my back pocket. So when they start bragging about Super Bowls, I'm like, here, play me one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I gotta love that. Gotta love good old Cowboys fans. They're so great sometimes. All right, we got uh, America's talk- team. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Always, always <laughs> yeah. will be right to the end of the next day. year. We'll we'll get it next year. We'll boys. get it next year. <laughs> uh, I, I went to Dallas and it's a great time. And like, it sucks. I like, cause they truly, truly, truly believe like their Cowboys are it. Like they are the number one every year they're going to the Super Bowl. but man, do they just know how to like not be good at the right time. It's hilarious. Tell me how Diggs, Trayvon Diggs has the, had the second best odds to be defensive player of the year. When he gave up over a thousand yards because he had everybody picks. That is the only reason (laughs) 11 picks. So you're a hit or miss guy. He's a cowboy. Remember that you're kind of like Rasul Douglas when he was in Philly without coaching. Um, You're like a freaking Bradley Fletcher who I called burnt toast for a year and a half before the Eagles finally decided like, Oh, he doesn't actually play football. We need to cut him and maybe he can go play on like a little league soccer team. (laughs) (laughs) But Trayvon Diggs is like, he's hit or miss. He goes for the pick. And if he doesn't get the pick, he gives up yards. And I would rather have a guy and I'm not trying to be biased with the Eagles, but like a Darius Slay who gives up very little yards. They barely throw his way. When they do throw his way, you're lucky to get a catch. Yeah. He like, doesn't get a ton of picks, but he doesn't give up big plays. Very it's like rare. The, it's like the Patriots with JC Jackson. Like you, mm-hmm. you let Gilmore go because JC is the next man up. And he had six or seven interceptions this year and allowed maybe. 700 800 yards receiving on him and that's that's pretty good for an, a normal cornerback but like if anyone watched the patriots dallas game Diggs jumped a route and got burnt because he jumped it to think he was going to get a pick and he was born was gone so like it, it happens i don't understand how he was even close to being defensive player of the year doing all the stuff he did um but Kevin's right. He's a cowboy. It right. carries a name. And that's the worst part is like it carries a name still to this day, even though they are God awful. And if anyone hires Kellen Moore any time in the future, tell him not to let a QB run with 14 seconds left in a game. That's, right. that's the biggest thing, right? Like, <laughs> it's not on. that hard. It's really not that hard. Just Throw the damn ball down the field somewhere. <laughs> or at least know the rules of what happens when you do run with that many uh, seconds on the clock. Don't be giving it to your center. Give it to your uh, referee. Yeah. The biggest the biggest thing with the name they carry to me is, like, outside of the Cowboys organization, that name is Douchebag. And, like, I wanted C.D. Lamb for the Eagles for the longest time. I was very mad that we traded back and didn't – like, we didn't get that pick when we could have got it. And I see the way he acts, the way he walks, the way he talks, and I'm like, he fits in in Dallas. He is a piece of shit. I'm happy he is not in Philadelphia because we have enough pieces of shit in our crowd. We don't need them on the field, too. 
You have him on the field too. Shut up. We all yeah. do. We all yeah. do. No yeah. doubt. Like, Everybody come on. <laughs> we we have them. Like, gosh. But all right. So let's talk about arguably one of the best halftime shows we've ever seen. Like nostalgia, hundred percent. I don't think anyone was not up and up dancing and yelling and all that shit to this um, halftime show. So what are your thoughts on that one? Uh, I saw a meme uh, going on on Instagram. It was like, man, you know, it was funny how a couple years ago we were making fun of the, the Rolling Stones and like <laughs> yeah, everybody, on, yeah, everybody <laughs> on there. And then 10 years later, <laughs> were those old people that they're catering to. But like, honestly, I thought it was a great show. Good enough timing. I I'm surprised they didn't advertise 50 Cent being on there because I feel like that's kind of a big deal. Well, he's a full he's a full dollar now. Yeah, no doubt. My yeah, full dollar. But like at the same time, I number one, I don't know how long he was upside down for. Not because... long. Not long. If you watch, there's a video that shows right as um Snoop and Dre start pointing up to the sky. Mm-hmm. That's when he actually finally flips upside down. Uh, and, and okay. So he was only upside down for 20, 30 seconds. But really? I mean, still so. for his age to be going upside down that and with that current weight he has on squeezing into that G unit uh, tank top. Well, like, why though? He is big, but yeah. I don't think he's fat. I think he is. No, small. he's a big mother. You he's know a what? Big old solid motherfucker. Yeah. I like, still wouldn't want him to hit me in the face. No, yeah. no. I wouldn't yeah. want any of them to hit me in the face. Maybe Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg might not hit her. Yeah. It was bad. funny because I, I, I almost felt like, because I, I like, you know, when like you're on social media during the halftime show, you have everybody making their comments. I almost, and I agree with one. I almost felt like Kendrick Lamar felt out of place in that whole situation. Because I guess they just threw him in just so like the, the younger kids can go ahead and relate. Because well, technically all, it was all people that Dre found. Yeah. Right. That was the idea. It was, it's Dre Day. And that's these are guys that he found and he brought up. Yeah. I I liked Kendrick. I just wish his second song, you couldn't hear it. Yeah. Like I've rewatched the Super Bowl on Monday. Like I just wanted to see it again. And the halftime show was fantastic, but the only thing was Kendrick's second song just died. Mad City coming on, I was like, oh, okay, we're good. Second song, like, what? Yeah, guys, quiet. I think they're trying to transition him to, was that when Eminem came on? Uh, yeah, M came on yeah. after Kendrick. Yeah, so I guess they were trying to transition him, but it, like, I think, because I, I think I saw online somewhere that they brought up that, like, a lot of his lyrics in the, in, all right when he performed they like changed like a bunch of the lyrics well yeah because it's because it's obvious he can't say what what he really says on the album yeah you can't use the n-word a lot you can't can't say say can't say weed they had to say tree that's true even Mm -hmm. though snoop dog was uh, smoking a blunt right as we he walked up on stage. Right. And he's got and a it's medical over there it's in okay. California. So it's, you know, it's, it's all good yep. over there. That's true. That I got to really say three, three notes real quick about this halftime show. You said everybody got up and danced for it. Mike stripped for it. Ooh, um, no doubt. No oh, doubt. Everybody yeah. saying that 50 cent turned into a dollar. That is fat shaming. If that was Lizzo that went up there and did a split, they'd be saying, you go, girlfriend. Show what, show what your mama gave you. Like, look at that body. And I'm like, no, she's she's a whale like me. Nobody wants to look at our bodies. And um, 
God, now I lost the point of the last one. I'm going to go pass this off to Mike till I can think about it. Oh, God. I don't even want to know what's going on in that mind. Me neither. We're, our podcast is going to get like X-rated now because Chris is on it. Like, we're so doomed. No doubt. No right. doubt. But uh, I, uh, I thought it was a fantastic halftime show. Like, you know, as Kevin, as you alluded to, you know, everybody who watches the Super Bowl, you know, always – looks back in time to like their favorite songs or like when they were younger and things like that. And I think this was the first Super Bowl, you know, maybe with the exception, you know, like some of the boy bands, you know, like Backstreet Boys and Sync and stuff that they had. Um, That's a long time ago. That's right. like long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, now we're really aging ourselves. Right. But, but like, it, it was nice to have something that like we could truly relate to and enjoy, mm-hmm. um, you know, like I'm a straight redneck. Most people know that. So like, Rap ain't always been my thing, but even still then, like, I still knew every single one of those songs except for Kendrick's, um, but still, like, I could relate to them, you know, I was humming around, you know, singing, like, Eminem show was my first rap album I ever, uh, <laughs> I ever got back in the day, so I, it was, it was awesome, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I, I loved Eminem's whole performance, I thought his, him and Mary J, I think were two of the best like mary j looked phenomenal for a 51 year old she killed it um dre honestly just bringing them all together and doing what he did amazing but i'll I'll give hats to eminem for you know he doesn't we know this he doesn't perform he doesn't do it anymore he doesn't care about it he just likes to write diss songs and make everyone know that he's still the best rapper out there um, I actually saw something today. It was an interview with uh, uh, Machine Gun Kelly after uh, Killshot came out years, a couple of years ago. And they're like, so, you, you know, did you have a rebuttal for Killshot? You know, if he had come out with a rebuttal towards you, he goes, yeah, I did. And then I heard it and I went back in the pocket. He goes, no, nah, he just killed me. He straight up killed me. <laughs> I'm like, he understood. He just got destroyed by the greatest to do it he killed machine gun kelly so bad that he grew his hair out a little longer bought a guitar and got into punk pop yep Yep. which he's good at don't get me wrong that album was fantastic i actually like his his stuff now like it's actually not bad right it's more his style than i think rap was i still like the waka flocka you know song yeah i'll I'll be honest like (laughs) i don't remember I haven't heard anything Machine Gun Kelly like since when we were seniors in college. Like that's on the that. only Machine Gun Kelly. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I thought he's like, oh, he's alive still. I didn't even know until he started dating Megan Fox out of nowhere. That was on that St. Patty's Day I'm Schmacked video. Yeah, that it is. is the greatest where you see like oh, Eric Murray dunking, <sighs> dunking, like, and then. Yeah, because that was like the first time when those videos got like super, super popular. Uh, good old Eric Murray. Oh, yeah, he was a great guy. I loved him. He was yeah, great. but if you didn't know him, he seemed like the biggest slug the team's ever had. I, I mean, heard he was yeah. like still there was at the point there was he was still somewhere <laughs> hanging around Morgantown for some reason. Last time, last I knew he was still in Morgantown, but he probably is just there because he's doing drugs. Let's be honest. I'm pretty sure he got arrested by like federal marshals like a year or two ago. Oh, he did. He did. Oh my gosh. Or something like gun charges. Yeah. Federal gun charge. Oh, geez. Which yeah. means if it's a federal gun charge, 
obviously something really bad happened before then. Yeah. Hostage investigation in Mon County. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Hostage well, investigation. Okay. Okay, Eric. Um, good luck. The to guy you. spelled his name with two A's. Like it wasn't even Eric E R I. It was A A R I C. Like that should have indicated something to all of us that uh, yeah. Was a little off, and we're not going to talk about West Virginia tonight because they're god awful. Let's just uh, we're not. I'm I'm going to the game Saturday, and I kind of oh. regret buying tickets three months ago. Good luck. I I I wish you all the best in the world on that one. They are so yeah. bad. When we were up by what like ten at halftime against Tech, and I was sitting at my girlfriend's house in Virginia, and I'm like sitting on FanDuel app, and I'm trying to find the game, and I can't find the game, and I'm really pissed because I'm like I could put a hundred dollars down on Tech right now and win some decent money because I know we're gonna lose. Or last night, literally like winning. Yeah. They're up by ten going into the second half. And then all of a sudden, let an eighteen to two run go. I'm going, no, I just can't. Yeah, it's it's very it's a very stressful time because Ugh. I like I love March, and like I love when our team at least is in the tournament. And I'm like now I'm going to be like, oh, I can't even watch them in the tournament because they, they may not even make it. They went from being in the tournament last night, yep, to being one of the first four, last four in or first four out. Oh, jeez. Yep. And that is not a spot you want to be in. I would rather just be told we're not making it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like instead of us having to wait, depending on how we do, and then just be told no later. All right. So, like we said, we're not going to talk about how. Yeah. We can go works. on a, a wormhole for that. So, <laughs> yeah. well, that'll be another podcast with you yeah. guys. Um, so, way too early, but Super Bowl just happened. What do we, who do we think is going to be in the Super Bowl next year? No scores, no, no winner. But who are your two picks for next year's Super Bowl? God. It's a tough one. I know. There's, you know, 32 teams you have to think of, and they're all tied right now for first place. Uh, there's 32 teams, and it all really depends on it all really depends on what you do, like what each team does. I actually read an article the other day, and I don't fully believe this, but I saw the reasoning behind it that said if Philadelphia bites the bull and trades for Russell Wilson, they could be next year's. LA Rams with Matt Stafford. Like, I don't think the offense and defenses is good all around, but if you bring in a guy like Russell, that he could make the offense as good all around. And if they play their picks right with the picks they'll have left, I mean, I could definitely see that. But I mean, as it stands right now for me, I think the Bengals are going to, the Bengals are going to go back. Bengals are going to go back for the AFC. Um, And I'd probably say, uh, I want to say San Francisco for some reason out of the NFC. Hmm. I got to say uh, San Francisco keeps Jimmy G and goes. No, that uh, we'll see if they do that. I got the Bills. I got the Bills in the AFC. Um, I think Cincinnati's going to do well next year, but it's it's very tough with you know to go to back to back Super Bowls. Um, you know, without keeping the entire team. Um, you know, and Cincinnati has a fairly young team too. So I think they have an, you know, an upward hill, you know, to get back there next year. The NFC is tough for me because there's so many moving parts. Um, you know, if Jimmy stays in San Francisco, then I think they have a legit shot. If Aaron Rodgers stays in Green Bay in Green Bay with Devontae Adams, they still have a shot. Um, you know, Kyler Murray and the Cardinals, as we were talking about earlier, I mean, the dude's got talent and they could potentially go on a run because the rest of their division is pretty garbage. 
Um, so the NFC is a tough one for me. Um, honestly, I don't even know if I could put together, you know, a team because there's so many, um, so many things up in the air. Yeah, that, that's the NFC is tough. I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with you, Mike, with the bills. I think the bills have a, a roster that's built for the next two years, three years max of getting to a Super Bowl and winning a Super Bowl because, you know, we all know they're 0-4 in the Super Bowl because they went four times in a row and lost four times in a row. Um, that's fantastic. But I think they've built themselves into a hole where they need – they're in a win-now situation. You know, they're not, they're not going to have the money in two years to pay digs and to pay the other guys and pay their defense. Like, you, you gave a huge contract to arguably one of the best quarterbacks in the league right now to Josh Allen. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to go with the bills NFC. If Rogers stays and they're able to retain some of that defense that they have already and build up a little bit and get a little bit better in the secondary, I think you see the Packers versus the bills in the Super Bowl. I think that would be that that's what I'm going to go with on that one. All right, Kev. On the uh, urge of being different out here, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Kansas City. I think uh, this was a loss that Mahomes needed to have and like witness. Um, and I think he can come out and have and have that God mode mentality and play like it. And I think he might come out with a vengeance next year for yeah, the up oh, for the. NFC, man, that is so hard. But I'm going to go on a limb that this team is going to make some moves and they're going to go ahead and fix uh, their quarterback situation, which is what doomed them this year. And I'm going with the Titans. You're going to have a healthy Derrick Henry. Hey, hey, Kevin. Kevin. Yeah. Um, Titans play in the AFC. Like, Do the they Chiefs. play in the AFC? Motherfucker. I totally <laughs> forgot about that. If, if, your, if your prediction happens, I'm going to go put a dollar bet on it. Hell yeah. yeah. I, I will never too. have to work another day in my life. Hold on. I totally forgot they're the AFC. <laughs> they were the number one team that lost Yeah, but you know, oh, honestly, my. I forgot. Like, right now it's basketball season. Football season ended. And now I got to go ahead and figure this out. All right, you know what? I'm going to go with the Niners just because Jimmy G, you know, if they get rid of him, they get something. And I'm a big fan of Debo Samuel because he's Debo Samuel. So they just need to get – There's mine. The 49ers, if if that happens, their defense is good. They just have to stay healthy. Yep. And they need to figure out who is number two and number three on that depth chart for wide receiver because Debo can't do everything for them. But that is a fact. They do have a great game manager in Jimmy. He can manage the, the team. He can get them down the field. Um, I don't have any faith in Trey Lance, though. I think he's going to be a bust. Yeah. I think the only yeah. issue with uh, with Jimmy G is consistency. Yeah. Uh, like, I, the dude's got talent. The dude can, you know, when he's playing well, you can put him on any stage with anybody. But he is not consistent. No, that's that's his biggest fault right now is he's on the wrong side of 30 and he isn't super consistent. But I would say go throw him into a team like the Vikings 
or somewhere that has a team like a roster that's already built. Nice background, Chris. You going? You're in San Francisco now. Nice. That's dope. Oh my god. Um, I think he could win there too. I think if you send him somewhere that has a decent roster, that's a playoff team. Maybe they weren't last year, but I think this the upcoming year they could be. But if the 49ers trade him, no way they're going to get sniff that sniff a playoff. I don't think. Not with Trey Lance. I am in full agreement with that one for yep. sure. Yeah. I think my Patriots have a better chance of making it than they do. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Mac Jones. Oh my God. That kid oh. is unreal. Why are you raising your hand? I pressed the button. It didn't just happen. Sorry. Stop oh, pressing. God. Chris, now you have. This is, see, this is what I dealt with in college. Now we're just going <laughs> to transition over to stupid college stories. So, Chris was my roommate, my second year there, our second year at West Virginia, and this is the crap I dealt with. Everyone on our YouTube page, this is what he did all the time. Mike even knows this is what he, oh my oh, God. It's still the I'm same way. That's the problem. See, you you got rid of him for like a, a period of time. I've had him for 10 years at this point. I didn't really get rid of him too much. I still stayed in touch with him, but you, I kind of like gave him off to you. I was like, I, Bye. I need to be like canonized a saint at this point. Well, we can. Chris, why do you have a lipstick on? I don't I like know. Kevin's got pizza. Or a <laughs> or something. Kevin's number one, apparently now. Oh, my God. Only in his mind. Seriously. Oh, that's scary. There you go. Do Whoa. the comic one. Okay, Chris, this is too much. This is just, <laughs> just too much. I'm, I'm just going to I'm just traveling the world right now, and I don't know how to get rid of my mustache. <laughs> David. Oh, <Jesus. laughs> it won't go away. <laughs> so, wait, did you, you guys room with each other in Lincoln? No, um, we uh, roomed together in uh, the PP Pont. The Pierpont, oh, yeah. Shout out to Pierpont. The old Pierpont Towers. Now oh, they're my. new and fancy. Now they're like, they're not even like a part of their university. They're like apartments. Yeah. yeah it's, it's all private now, and they're bougie as hell. Dude, God. I went to the uh, Iowa State game like two years ago where we got blown out and my wife and I were walking around and I'm showing her campus. I'm like, here's where I used to party and die. Wait, you were there two years ago? Yeah, uh, 2019. 2019. How how did we not see each other? I was at I, the Iowa State game. I saw that's when I went there and saw Leland. Two years ago. Wait, so that was two, 2019. Like before covid yeah i was at the same game you're at iowa state was that the one that was like really cold yeah it was rainy and crappy yeah and then they got blown out yeah well they got blown out all every game that year yeah yeah it was a bad year um yeah (laughs) yeah that yeah i was at that game because i remember uh i had like two friends that used to uh come to my gym and they are their husband was stationed in morgantown so I, I went and stayed with them. So and we all went to a game together. Oh, well, cool. Thanks for telling Leland. Yeah, well, the, re- well, I told Leland. I mm. have pictures with Leland. Oh, maybe it was a different. I think it might have been a different game, Kevin, because I don't think you were there. I think we asked if you were coming, but you weren't. Oh, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. Chris, Chris, good. That's better. Hey, mask up. That's a good idea. Absolutely. Oh, you guys are getting way too close for me. I don't want COVID. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> Dude, I remember in college, though, it would be like, what, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night. 
we get the text message of like, guys want to play football? Yep. Oh, Friday nights, midnight Friday. football. God, that was dangerous. It was terrible. You remember uh, Dave? I forget what his last name was, but he ran full speed. Oh, yeah. One of the light posts. Yeah, I remember. Who th- did Zach throw that ball? Either yeah, Zach I think did, it was church. I think it was church. I think I remember rushing in on him and he threw it and we both turned. And we're like, <laughs> we caught it. Oh, we're going, oh, God. No, nope, yeah. no more. So, Kevin, every Friday night, unless we were out getting hammered, um, we would go play football in the parking lot across the street from Lincoln. Uh, oh, under- like that blank, that all oh, the parking lot where like that's the alumni center. Yep. Yeah. You know? Yep. Yeah. Um, sometimes it was really fun. Other times it got really dangerous. But definitely was a good time. I, I think um, the scarier part, besides just you know that kid running into the pole was every time you catch the ball you weren't sure someone's going to two-hand touch you or tackle you to the oh pavement my God. yeah and and it didn't matter it didn't matter that you were on pavement it was it was full contact if you wanted it to be oh yeah. my gosh and we we played in between the um parking barricades whatever yeah oh god it was so like what had- a 30 foot wide yeah. you know, field, super narrow <laughs> field. And if you ran on an outside route, you hopefully got lucky enough that you didn't trip over something and die. Yeah. yeah. My only recollection of that parking lot is before that was even made, I woke up leaning on the light post there when I was there for my freshman year, uh, when we had a Thursday night game against Auburn and I was just not going to make it into the game. I had like, <laughs> eight plus shots. I, the, my, my friends from my dorm lost me. Apparently I threw up in front of AT&T and I was like, I couldn't go back. I needed to go back to sleep. And I told them, I was like, how do I get back to the dorm? And the one guy goes, Kevin, you're going to go straight and you're going to know when to make a left. And I'm like, how do I make a left? And they're like, don't worry, Kev, you're going to make it. So then I just remember waking up and I'm sitting leaning on the light post and like, mind you, this is all a construction area. So there's all this construction that like whole construction zone, it's dirty. And I'm just leaning on this light post. Like if any police saw me, they probably would have arrested me for being too drunk. But like, I just leaned on there and like all the cops are at the game because all the damn kids are there. So I just like slowly somehow stumbled up back into my room. I watched a field goal happen. And I woke up at like one in the morning. And I had no idea anything went down. So how, how did a cop not arrest you is the biggest question. I mean, honestly, that is a great question. And I wish I had the recollection and memory to remember that. But they, I were, know, prob- they were probably all at the stadium. Yeah, they're probably they were all at the stadium. I guarantee <laughs> like 90 percent of the time somebody would have drove by and be like, sir, are you OK? I got none of that. I literally could have been left there for dead. Wow. To be fair, in my like eight years living out there, I never got in any trouble with a single cop. Like you had to be really fucking stupid to actually get in trouble. I mean, I I once took a shit and I'm not even lying, a shit. And that you remember life science had that fucking like that like stone like thing that like went up the street. Yeah. I don't you know what I'm talking about? Like the stone wall or whatever it was. 
Yeah. I legitimately like went in that corner back there and took a shit while somebody watched for me when I lived on Stewart Street because I was fucking hammered and I couldn't make it a block up the street to go to the bathroom. <laughs> so I took a dumb and then walked out of there and there's a cop standing right there. And I just kept walking like nothing happened. Yeah. As long as you're not doing anything stupid, right you're not going to do anything. Like I remember yeah. plenty of times like being hammered, like falling and doing all that stupid stuff. You're leaving the bars or getting on the bus and all that, like they're just making sure that one, you're safe yeah, and you're getting back to where you need to be unless you're a total dick. And then they're driving you four hours outside of Morgantown and dropping you off. Yeah, well, that ch- Go ahead. I chugged a beer in the mountain lighter once with a cop, like right behind me. <laughs> I remember I was, I was sitting with Jake Cifuto in the mountain lighter and I everybody, remember that. everybody made us go back because it was too late and we were going to get in trouble and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just sitting there and I was like, God, if Jesus loves me, I'd have one more beer right now. And all of a sudden I feel something hit my foot and I look down, there's a natty light on the ground. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I picked up the natty light and I chugged it and Fudo the whole time's laughing. And I think Robbie was with us and somebody else. And they're like, there's a cop, there's a cop. And I'm like, fuck you. I already started. And I finished the beer and crushed it and like threw it across the room and like cop sees the beer but didn't see where it came from. Yeah, he, you, we were all kind of like, all right, Chris, let's go. <laughs> yeah. You had to be really, really fucking stupid to get in trouble. There, I so like one of my crowning like achievements of Morgantown besides somehow getting a four zero in my major was not getting an underage or a public intox. Yeah, because I, I like, never got one of those either. Like never. the amount of times that like I stumbled back, crawled back, puked my way back, like from any sporting event downtown, you name it. I mean, hundreds of times. I feel like um, I think and- uh, I've only ever gotten one like underage because I ended up like. I was on the floor like look, look, looking for people and I ended up stumbling across the room and right behind me, a freaking RA pushed the door in and then they wrote me as like, I'm a witness of doing underage drinking, even though I literally just walked in the door. But I can always remember the bet, like the, the crowning moments of when you know you've had a good night when you were young, when you had to make that long stretch and walk back all the way from downtown to Evansdale to your oh. tower and this is story is going to be hilarious. I remember there was one Halloween. If you guys, do you guys remember the show America's Best Dance Crew, where they had You're the Jabberwockies? I was a Jabberwocky, and mid, you know, you know where like you meet the bottom of health sciences. Me yeah. and my my mm-hmm. my uh, my buddy Dan, who I ruined with my sophomore year, we walked back to the towers together because he was in um, Brooke and I was in uh, Bennett, and I remember. This Jabberwocky was walking across. He goes, yo. Oh, my, I think, who was it? Hold on. My my roommate, Dan, he goes, yo, Kev, it's another Jabberwocky. You got to fucking dance battle him. So we had a dance battle in the middle of the health science center where nobody saw us. And I don't know who won, but I had to make it back home. So I just, you know, had to beat him real quick. And then I kept it on my way. But that is one of my vivid moments of the walk of shame. Back at Morgantown, dude. You want to hear mine? Uh, mine is worse. So I, I think it was imagine. my twenty. It was my last year in at West Virginia. So it was my twenty third birthday, and I went out with one of my friends, and we went to Spage. I had three trash cans. <sighs> Shout out to the trash can and Spage. 
Yeah. I love spage. I miss spage. I, I think I would just go back just to have a, like a beer and just pour it out on the floor and walk out or something. Right. Um, like, I don't know if I could be, I don't think I would in my, on my age, I could handle a trash can. Like I used to when I was younger. No, no. If someone put that in front of me right now, I'd probably throw up. Um, uh, <laughs> but like had three of those had a bunch of tall boys. So I'm hammered. I went, my friend, I, I don't remember where we went, but I met up with like, 20 other people and we all partied i woke up laying on my friend's couch next to my friend in downtown like on um in like sunny sunny side and all that like where all the houses are no longer and waking sunny side waking up and going fuck is seven o'clock in the morning i need to be back to my dorm room my my apartment room and stuff in like an hour so i'm supposed to go to my girlfriend's place yeah but that's not gonna happen so i got up walked out of my friend's apartment walked all the way back to tap to uh pierpont and as i'm going up over the hill and going down there's like a bunch of houses and stuff on the left hand side i'm like i'm not gonna make it i'm gonna i gotta puke I found like this big old bush and I was able to like get inside the bush and just vomit it all over the <laughs> bush on the inside. Oh, I crawl man. out. I'm like, okay, I'm good. Get to the apartment, throw up another time, go to the bathroom. I shower. I then fall asleep until like one o'clock in the afternoon. I woke up to my girlfriend banging on my on the apartment door because I hadn't answered her and I had 50 missed text messages and like 30 missed phone calls. Oh <laughs> my God. That walk was stupid sobering though from downtown oh. back to Evansdale. Oh uh, yeah. Just that the one moment where you hit like the top of the hill. <sighs> yeah. And then you're like, Oh man, I'm almost there. And then you walk down, but then you're still, there's still a large de- down like decline that you still have yeah. to go. That, that curve, when you hit that curve, when you're going up, you're like, okay, I'm almost at the top. And then you're going, no, I'm not. No, no, no. I'm, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm really not even close, am I? Yeah. All right. I, I do race. have a, uh-oh. Go ahead. I have, a, I have a quick question for Mr. Peasley with his 50 text messages and like 45,000 phone calls. Yes. Now that you're married and I can ask this openly, was this your yes. girlfriend or this was one of your 15 girlfriends <laughs> was, Yikes. This, this, this was my girlfriend at the time like my actual girlfriend at the time married at one point when we were living together had a new girlfriend so often that every time he met them i just didn't want to know their i met them i just didn't want to know their names i'm like oh that's girlfriend, that's girlfriend. there's no point in remembering it because she'd come over the next time and she wouldn't be Rebecca anymore. She would be Stacy. And I'm like, why the fuck is she changing names? What happened to her face? Like this, you literally introduced me to that one five minutes ago. Where is she from? Oh my god. I enjoyed Shout college. You, okay? I enjoyed college. You right? lived the dream. You lived the true college American dream. Yep. I'm so glad my wife doesn't listen to this podcast. That's oh, she doesn't. <laughs> oh, and goodness gracious. I would 100% tell her not to listen to this episode. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> God damn. Y'all would put me in a fucking six foot deep grave and I'd be done. 
You're oh, married now. You're a cha- hey, you're a changed man. You're proof that you can turn a hoe into a housewife. <laughs> oh, that's oh, <laughs> you, right. you can't do do it All right. like that. All right, it is ten thirty at night. I am ending it on. That note. <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh God! <laughs> All right, Kevin, did we, did we miss anything? Um, no trivia. We had, yeah, Ooh. we're just uh, nothing episode wise. Uh, for those that have been listening to the pod, next week will be our twentieth episode, and you will be introduced to some guests. I have a fun little trivia game planned. I sent Merritt some of the, tr- the questions. Merritt thinks I'm absolutely ridiculous. They probably, our guests may not know all of the answers here, but they may not even know one, but I made sure they at least got one right. So um, Merritt's like, Kevin, oh. you're doing all this work and ain't nobody going to know shit, but that's the fun of it. So it's all good. Um, but yeah, uh, the two quacks and a panda has been a pleasure to rock it out with you guys we're definitely gonna do another one of these probably i would definitely think when wvu season comes to an end and we have to like look forward to next year i definitely think we're gonna have to do one so that it will be a little bit more of a positive note but uh merit if we can get our trivia question all right so that'll all be amazing you guys um this is for everybody um what nfl team anyway oh sorry go ahead oh my gosh <laughs> Like I'm sorry, I'm. Can so we sorry. mute him. Uh, I can actually. Ah, <laughs> uh, there you go. He's muted now. <laughs> Should have done that like an hour ago. Oh, no, he, he has. To, he's the only one that can unmute himself because I muted him and won't let me unmute him. Oh God! Unmute Chris. <laughs> he doesn't want to. Okay, perfect. I love when he gets like like this. Um, what? NFL team lost the first Super Bowl in 1970. <clears throat> lost? Lost the first Super Bowl. Oh, God. Chris, you no actually idea. have to turn your volume back. You actually have to turn your volume back on and stuff so we can hear you. I'm, I'm working now. I think I'm good. <sighs> That's a tough one. I know. I... I I was shocked by who it was. So, hmm. Kevin, you got any guesses? I'm trying to think of the teams that were good back then. None. I know. 1970. Oh, God. Right. Like, that's a long ass. Like, time ago. like, like, like you kind of narrow it down to like a few teams. The Buffalo Bills. No. No, they didn't go to a Super Bowl until like the eighties. I'm pretty sure, and they lost all four. Cincinnati, Cincinnati, no Bengals, no. Bengals went eighty eight and eighty nine. Packers, or did they win it? No, not the Packers. Team in their division. Team was it the division. Vikings? The Bears. The Bears. The Vikings. The Vikings. Lost the first ever Super Bowl. Wow. To who? I don't know. The trivia didn't say to who, just who okay. they lost, that they lost. Wow. So, so it was the Vikings. Yeah, it was the Vikings. Kevin, you actually got one right. I'm Holy proud of you. Holy smokes. Look at that. See, I did as dumb as I look. Love it. Are you sure about that? <laughs> no. Look don't, at one don't. of our co hosts tonight. He's wearing, I don't even know what's on his face. There now. is nothing wrong with his goggles. Let him do what he's doing. Are those do. goggles or like? It said some new age. I'm from the future. Yeah, I really hope future. you're not from the future because if yeah. that's what we all look like, we're all screwed. 
Yes. <laughs> wait, uh, wait. You said the Vikings lost the first Super Bowl. 1970. Super Bowl one was the Green Bay Packers the defeating Chiefs. the Kansas City Chiefs. Not your trivia there. is bullshit. This is from the NFL's website. Okay, Bobby. well, my my trivia is bullshit. I'm sorry. <laughs> what? Well, what? Well, so, what was my right answer of? Was it? Was I right? You were right. Yes. So that. I, so I guess technically the question it was the first Super Bowl in 1970s. So that would be the the right answer. So. Yeah, you gotta change the text. It's all good. Yeah, it, it all counts the same. It's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> ah, okay, that that makes more sense. Look at oh, look at your little zoom hat. That's cute on your. Oh, that's a cool zoom. Head. How do I get the zoom hat? I want the zoom hat. You are definitely not that, Chris. There you go. Back back to that. I like my pizza hat though. The pizza hat's fun. I'm so glad I have no idea how to do this. Me too. I'm just gonna be a simpleton. Um, yeah. All right. So if you guys want, you can 100 join us next week. We have um three guests at this point but you guys are more than welcome if you are available to hop back on for next week and honestly it'll probably just turn into a complete utter crazy chaotic episode so don't even worry about answering any trivia questions because i don't think anyone's going to uh or they'll get them all wrong (laughs) um but guys it's been a pleasure thank you so much for joining us kevin i'm gonna throw it over to you you can do our outro so we can all go to bed absolutely so it is outro time well first off i want to thank our guests you want to go ahead and follow uh chris and mike go ahead and follow on their podcast two quacks and a panda they're available on apple apple podcast am i right apple podcast you guys on any other ones spotify too Apple, Spotify, uh, Google, uh, pretty much all of them. Beautiful. Yes. Yeah, so oh, yeah. Give them a follow out here. Um, follow our YouTube page if you're watching this at the Manly Musings Podcast. Follow us on the Instagram at the Manly Musings Pod. Go ahead and follow Merritt on his social media at uh, Merritt underscore P. Follow me at KQuaver624. And once again, y'all have a great night. Take care. And...